from Australia. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. And g'day, it's Graham VK4 Baker Baker with the November 27 edition of VK National News. Thanks for joining us. In the program this week, and just before that, a huge thank you must go out to the WIA Strategic Committee for work on the submission to the ACMA. Well done. Now, on the news this week, Roger, VK2ZRH, WIA, AR Magazine's Editor-in-Chief, Peter, VK4EA, WIA Board Member, and a little DX in the shape of Chris, VK3FY, WIA Board Member, all the way from Doha, Qatar. As a matter of fact, I think Chris is coming to us both long and short path. A lot of echo. But bear with us. It's only 50 seconds or so. Hi, hi. G'day. This is Peter, VK4EA, on behalf of the WIA board. Coming to you from Turrbal and Yagara country surrounding Rianjin. That's a traditional name for the Brisbane region. The board thanked those who took the time to complete the ACMA consultation survey. The board is meeting this coming Monday evening to finalise the WIA submission based on your responses. We'll keep everybody appraised of the results. And while I have the mic, I really enjoyed my time in Hobart a few weeks ago attending the conference and open day organised by REAST, Radio Electronics Association, Southern Tasmania. Well done to the REAST Club and I look forward to the next soiree in Hobart next year. By now, most members would have received their AR magazine Another cracking issue thanks to Pubcom. A significant inclusion in this edition is the call for nominations for the WIA Board of Directors, page 9 if you haven't seen it yet. This time four director spots are up for election. So please note if no more than, if no more than four nominations are received, there will be no election. That is, the four nominees are automatically appointed. If you're unhappy with how the WIA has been run and you think you can make a difference, please nominate. Nominations close December 15. 2022. Some decisions made by the board to announce. We've made the call to build a new website and we're currently talking to a provider that may be able to assist us for a reasonable sum. If you or somebody you know has website skills, I'd be keen to hear from you. It will not be a quick process as our current website has a massive amount of information, but it is time to move on with a more modern look and feel. We've also made the call to refresh our promotional materials, including the merch. The board is appealing to anybody out there who may be helped with graphic design, and we're thinking of forming a dedicated team to develop the materials we need to promote our hobby. Please contact me at vk4ea at wia.org.au if you can help or you know somebody that may be available. Remembering the WIA survives on its volunteers. That's it for now. I think I'm on next week as Chris will still be in Qatar watching a white round ball be kicked around a pitch. So I'll talk to you then. Cheers from Peter, VK4EA. This is Chris, VK3FY, for this week's WA News Broadcast. I am bringing it to you all the way from Doha, Qatar, in the Middle East. I have been travelling in the Middle East the past few weeks with my sons Nick and Norman. I visited Muscatman and also visited the Alpha 47 Radio Sugar of the Royal Amani Amateur Radio Society, both on a personal visit and taking the opportunity whilst there to represent the WMA. 
Khalid, Alpha 41 Charlie Hewlett, gave us the grand tour of the A47RS building and its facilities, including the station equipment of the late Sultan of Amman, who was also an amateur radio operator. Having operated from the two previous FIFA World Cups of football, 2014 in Brazil and 2018 in Russia, I was keen to get active from Qatar. Listen out for us from Qatar. This is Chris, VK3FY, portable in A7 Qatar, on behalf of the VK1WAA News. This is Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Before we get caught up in my massive missive about the latest issue, I'd like to thank all those members and non-members who expressed concern about the state of the WAA website when we had an outage last weekend. Tracking down the source of the temporary disruption to service was quickly underway. From the opening of business hours on Monday 21st November, things moved quickly and the website was back online later that day. Everyone's concern and understanding is most appreciated. Once again, Chicken Little was wrong and the world according to the Western Wine and the Henhouse of Malodorous Misinformance was not correct about the sky and the WIA falling in. I just thought I'd pop that in there and get it out of the way. Amateur Radio Magazine is now in newsagents and should be in most members' hands via Australia Post by now. Continuing my commentary on Issue 6 from last week, another feature of note is the short boom Yagi for FT8 on the 6 metre band by Greg, VK4GRM. This antenna is a practical example of our article series on antenna modelling using the free, as in cost-free, software, Fornec2, for which Greg is one of the co-authors. Not just an example, Greg has the beam on air, using it making contacts. This issue's Newcomer's Notebook, written by Jules Perrin, VK3JFP, one of our Publications Committee members, covers resonant circuits. Deliberately, the article ties in to the two articles on coils written by Dale VK1DSH and part one of his do-it-yourself project describing a multi-mode transmitter for the 2200 metre band. Turn the page from Newcomer's Notebook and we have two pages of Over to You, covering important issues raised by member Bernard Cates, aka 2 India Baker, about why he renewed his membership. While not a happy member for various reasons, For a start, he's unhappy that the WIA hasn't secured access to the 60-metre band from the ACMA. Bernard remains a member. Exactly why we don't have use of 60 metres is set out by Dale, VK1DSH, a man on the spot in Geneva where and when it all happened in 2015 at the World Radio Conference. Dale was no bystander. He led Australia's delegation to WRC15 and is also the WIA's ITU conference and study group coordinator. Always a good read. Never discounted on Black Friday. Amateur Radio Magazine, Volume 90, Issue Number 6 for 2022. Serving Australian radio amateurs since 1933. Available in print and online six times a year. Always published to a schedule, never random. This has been AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Now, contest-wise, for the remainder of the year, WIA VHF UHF Field Day, 
Spring has sprung and the contest is on this weekend. 160 meter CW contest, AWL sponsored. Objective is for amateurs worldwide to exchange information with W stroke V amateurs on the 160 meter band CW. December 2 to 4. Begin the 2200 hours UTC Friday and 1559 hours UTC Sunday. This is a 42 hour period with no time limitation. 10 meter contest, AWL sponsored. For amateurs worldwide to exchange QSO information with as many stations as possible on the 10 meter band. Second full weekend of December, start 0000 hours UTC Saturday, runs through 23.59 hours UTC Sunday, December 10 11. Logs are due within 7 days after the event is over. DX Window FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 Special Event Stations QARS Special Event Stations for the Football World Cup goes QRT December on all bands HF and QR100 Satellite for all modes. Listen for stations with FIFA as suffix. Hadrian's Wall Special Event Station There have been two Special Event Stations GB1900HJ and GB1900HW running throughout the year commemorating 1900 years since the building of Hadrian's Wall. CQRZ.com for more info on GB1900HA and GB1900HW. Danish DX Group celebrates 50 years. The Danish DX Group DDXG was founded May 27, 1972. To celebrate the 50th anniversary, special event station OZ50 DDXG is on the air until December 31. Radio amateurs around the world can obtain the anniversary award by having contacts using CW, phone or digital modes with the anniversary station OZ50 DDXG until year's end. Netherlands Members of Viron's section of Mid and North Limburg are QRP with special call sign PI75LIM to celebrate their 75th anniversary. QSL via the Bureau. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Leading this week's international news from Region 1, 146-147 MHz NOV extension in the UK. Ofcom has agreed to the RSGB request to extend the 146-147 MHz NOV for a further year. It's available on a non-interference basis and the NOV is subject to a 30-day notice period of change or withdrawal. Full licence holders can apply for the 146147 NOV via the RSGB website. IARU-MS Every month, the IARU monitoring system publishes an extensive newsletter. It contains, amongst other things, detailed information about intruders on the amateur bands. The October IARU-MS newsletter provides an overview of the most disruptive unwanted transmissions on our bands, the over-the-horizon radars. In addition to the Russian container OTH radar, there were many transmissions from the Iranian OTH radar in the 10-metre band on 28.860, occasionally sweeping the entire 10-metre band. 
Chinese OTH radars were received on 40, 20 and 15 metres. The British OTH radar at the RAF Sovereign Base Area in Cyprus was received mostly on 15 metres, but also on 17 and 10 metres. The full report is available at iaru-r1.org. It news from Region 2, Grant subsidises RFI fighting efforts. The New England Division of the IRRL has just acquired the means to buy some powerful tools to help amateurs struggling to combat RFI. With the help of a $23,640 grant from Amateur Radio Digital Communications, the division will be purchasing kits to be used by each of its seven sections throughout the New England states. The kits contain antennas along with equipment capable of RFI detection and spectrum capture and will be capable of helping on the VHF-UHF frequencies as well as on HF. Rob Leiden, Kilo One Uniform India, Assistant Director for Spectrum Protection and Utilisation, expressed confidence that the section teams will be well prepared and well equipped. The division will be conducting on-site training for each section's RFI team and the ARDC grant is designed to cover these training costs as well. Brian Rawlings, Victor Echo 3, Quebec November, appointed to Canadian Amateur Radio Hall of Fame. The Board of Trustees of the Canadian Amateur Radio Hall of Fame is pleased to announce that Brian, Victor Echo 3, Quebec November, has been named to the Hall of Fame. Radio Amateurs of Canada recognises deserving amateurs by appointments to the Canadian Amateur Radio Hall of Fame. The constitution for the hall specifies that the appointment as member of the hall is made for outstanding achievement and excellence of the highest degree for serious and sustained service to amateur radio in Canada or to amateur radio at large. The trustees of the hall have interpreted the constitution to mean that the person has performed significant service over many years to enhance the well-being of amateur radio. Brian Rawlings was first licensed as Victor Echo 2 Alpha Mike Echo in Montreal in 1959. Despite long absences from amateur radio while living overseas in Saudi Arabia and Russia, Brian has again been an active amateur since 2002, now signing as Victor Echo 3 Quebec November from Ottawa. From 2006 until 2020, Brian represented Canadian amateur interests as the main RAC contributor to the planning for and attendance at the International Telecommunication Union World Radio Conferences in 2012, 15 and 19. This involved not only attendance at the conferences themselves, but also at national and international meetings in preparation for the conferences. He also played a key role in obtaining support both nationally and internationally for amateur-related issues, including successes in gaining amateur access in many countries to frequencies at both 60 and 630 metres. Daytonhamvention 2023 is just over six months away, and next year's Hamvention team has selected innovation as the event theme. The team reports that in just one word, innovation, the theme encompasses the world of amateur radio today. There are so many exciting innovations worldwide in amateur radio. 
Dayton want to capture the spirit and expect to see many of these throughout the coming year and presented at Hamvention 2023, said Hamvention 2023 spokesperson Michael Coulter, Whiskey 8 Charlie India. Dayton Hamvention is the largest annual amateur radio gathering in the US and among the largest in the world. With nearly 700 volunteers, next year's event boasts more than 500 indoor exhibits and more than 2,500 outdoor exhibits. They will showcase the latest in amateur radio equipment, technology and computer software and hardware, along with hard-to-find radio and computer accessories and equipment. To Region 3, Missing in India. Help is as close as Ham Radio and West Bengal Radio Club. An octogenarian presumed killed in the super cyclone that lashed the Odisha coast 23 years ago has been reunited with his family. And WIA News Director, Editor Graham VK4 Baker Baker filed this story for Amateur Radio Newsline. After a super cyclone flattened the coast of Odisha in India in 1999, Kriti Chandra Baral lost his family and his memory, the latter possibly from some kind of trauma. Meanwhile, never learning for certain the fate of their patriarch, his sons presumed their father was one of the thousands who lost their lives in that natural disaster. The man survived, however, and lived as a vagrant on the streets of a city in Andhra Pradesh, existing for years on handouts and people's generosity. Ten years ago, he was taken in by a group known as the Missionaries of Charity after one of his benefactors discovered his health had deteriorated and asked that he be accepted into their care. The charity's ongoing efforts to locate his family failed until November 19 when they contacted the West Bengal Radio Club, which has extensive experience in assisting with reunions of missing persons and their families. The Hams had helped the charity before and the group was hopeful that the radio amateurs would succeed where the charity had not. Embarish Nagbiswas, VU2JFA, the club secretary, said after some time the amateur radio club was able to locate the man's sons. He told various Indian news media outlets that two of the sons were dumbstruck when they saw their father's photograph and then started weeping. They're a well-to-do family and said their father went missing after the cyclone and was presumed dead. In video shared with Newsline by Ambarish Nagbiswas, the family can be seen with their family at the Missionaries of Charity Residence. They are overcome by emotion, hugging one another for the first time in more than two decades. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello. Well, you've heard of POTA, right? But what about POTOTA? P-T-O-T-A. Okay, you say potato, we say potato. Joe from the school Amateur Radio Club Network, VK3SR, joins us. Public transport on the air. Can't drive to a national park for WWFF or climb up a mountain summit for SOTA? Looking for an easy and more accessible amateur radio activation program? Just take your handheld radio with you the next time you travel on public transport. Call CQ Potota when walking to or from your home, on a train, tram, bus or ferry, even set up in a park nearby a station or stop. In fact, anywhere you like while on your public transport journey. 
You can use any analog or digital mode through any device or network, so long as your station operates on an amateur band. Simply log your contacts online and earn one point for every new call sign you work on each route. Logs are reset each year to keep the program fresh. At the end of the year, you will receive a nice participation certificate via email. This program is for everyone. It promotes healthy exercise, public transport and amateur radio. For more information, Google Patota or go to the SarkNet website www.sarknet.org Remember, you say potato, I say potato. Public transport on the air. 73 from Julie and Joe for the School Amateur Radio Club Network, VK3SRC. Thanks, Joe. Next up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, and in particular, the Sydney ATV Group. The group's ATV repeater at Lawson in the Blue Mountains transmits high-definition digital TV on 445.50 MHz with analogue and digital inputs on 23 centimetres. Reception is possible over the Sydney metro area or via the British Amateur TV Club streaming website. Select VK2RTS Sydney. Regular nets are on Monday evenings starting at 7.30pm and they regularly have technical talks Show the latest projects, general interest videos and much more. You can call in during the net on the Lawson 2 meter repeater, 147.325 MHz, with reports, questions or help with receiving amateur television. Why not join in and find out more about this fascinating and fast-growing aspect of digital amateur radio? Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW and the CW Ops Award. CW Ops is now accepting nominations for the prestigious 13th CW Ops Award for CW Art Development for 2023. The purpose of the award is to honour individuals, groups or organisations that have made the greatest contribution to the art or practice of Morse code radio communications. Candidates for the award may be authors of publications related to CW, CW recruiters, mentors, trainers and instructors, public advocates, activities organisers, designers and inventors who advance the art or practice of CW and other contributors to the CW art or practice. The award is not limited to HAMS or their organisations. Nominations can be made by anyone, not just CW Ops members. The list of awardees will be presented at Dayton Hamvention 2023. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier Omo Tanashi is struggling to carry amateur radio to the moon. Omo Tanashi, a project of the JAXA Ham Radio Club, was a secondary payload aboard NASA's Artemis I mission launched on November 16. It plans to land on the surface of the moon and to transmit a beacon in the amateur 70-centimeter band. Controllers have reported Omo Tanashi is tumbling, making it difficult for the spacecraft to charge its batteries and communicate with the ground. Of the 10 CubeSats flown as secondary payloads, 7 are operational, 2 have not been heard from, and Omo Tanashi is struggling. Controllers are continuing recovery attempts. Arrow, the Artemis real-time orbit website, is a fun, interactive display of the Orion capsule and the Artemis 1 mission is provided by NASA. We have that link in today's text edition of WIA National News. 
TJ Reverb, a 2U CubeSat built by Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, has been frequency coordinated to operate as an APRS relay on 145.825 MHz. It's scheduled for launch on the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket and Dragon spacecraft, set to deliver additional science, cruise supplies and hardware to the International Space Station, then released from the ISS at a later time. The first U.S. high school to send a CubeSat to space back in 2013, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology's Research and Education Vehicle for Evaluating Radio Broadcast Satellite, aims to study the use of iridium as a primary radio communication method. Additionally, the satellite will demonstrate using a passive magnet on board and the Earth's magnetic field for stabilisation rather than using an attitude determination and control system for pointing accuracy and stabilisation for iridium. What makes this satellite even more notable is that students selected space-grade parts, wired the electronics for the satellite, wrote the drivers to control the different systems, and coded the flight software. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication with a reminder that Melbourne QRP by the Bay is coming up soon, Saturday the 3rd of December at 3pm, here's Peter Parker, VK3YE. Melbourne QRP by the Bay is an occasional gathering of home brewers, QRPers and portable operators. Normally between about 15 and 30 people show up for a very convivial couple of hours. This will be our first after the COVID recess. Bring yourself an idea, and an interesting piece of equipment. Gather at Victory Park, Chelsea Beach, near the Life Saving Club. Afterwards, many of us go for tea at a local restaurant. That's 3pm Saturday, December 3, 2022, for Melbourne QRP by the Bay at Chelsea Beach. More details on the event page on Facebook. Thanks, Peter. And no, he's not the Peter Parker of Spider-Man fame. But you can check out his VK3YE YouTube channel on the web. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. Steve Grimsley, X, VK2ZP, VK1VK, VK4VK, VK0VK, and other call signs, recently celebrated his 100th birthday. He decided to stop operating on the air only a few years ago, but until then, he was a keen CW operator, having held many call signs over the years since being licensed. He's a former president of the Canberra Radio Society and was the manager of the electronics workshop at Mount Stromlo Observatory at Canberra. Congratulations on making the ton, Steve. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio, Maritime Mobile Net Aids Distressed Fishing Vessel, the Maritime Mobile Service Network came to the aid recently of a fishing vessel with engine difficulties. Jack Parker, W8ISH from Amateur Radio Newsline, has that story. On November 6th, engine trouble was plaguing the Captain Chad as the 80-foot commercial fishing vessel made its way through the water south of Jamaica with eight passengers aboard. The captain called for help over various frequencies on the commercial HF Marine Band, but without luck. Fearing the calm waters would soon get rougher and more dangerous, he declared an emergency and called for help again, this time turning to his radio's preset frequency of 14.300 megahertz. 
Tom Uteri, W5TEY, who was on duty as Maritime Mobile Service Operator, heard the call and got the boat's location from Captain Curtis Jackson. Tom telephoned the Jamaican Coast Guard, but after getting no response, he reached out to the U.S. Coast Guard in Virginia. The Maritime Mobile Service Network then lost contact. All it could do was leave information about the Captain Chad and ask all incoming net control stations to try to reestablish contact. Reporting for Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jack Parker, W8ISH. Two days later, a much happier contact took place. Tom heard from the fishing vessel's owner. The boat and everyone on board were rescued without incident, thanks to the vital information passed along by the Maritime Mobile Service Network. Tom said simply, it's what we train to do. Thanks, Jack, for the story. On to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Yota. Youth on the Air comes to Canada in 2023. The next Youth on the Air camp for the Americas has been scheduled for July 16-21 to 21 in Ottawa. This is an excellent opportunity for amateur radio clubs to help build the leadership of tomorrow. Youth on the Air, YOTA, is a program for and by young amateur radio operators in the Americas, closely modelled on the Youngsters on the Air program in other regions. Youth on the Air camp is for amateur radio operators between the ages of 15 to 25. A total of 30 campers will be accepted. Now you're up to date with the latest Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Till next time, stay safe. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. And with that, we've reached at the end of WIA National News. And don't forget, Melbourne's QRP by the Bay coming up. Now till next we meet, I am Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Thanks for listening and walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.